All right, Frank, this might be the death of the cold open because originally it was intended to be like lighthearted and silly and whatever. And the only thing that I start every week off now with in my head is So like, I don't know, we'll see where this goes. Advocate Podcast. I am your host, Brandon, and I am joined again by one of my partners in crime, Franklin. Uh, How you doing, Brandon? I'm doing okay. How are you doing? Uh, long sigh. Yeah, I know. That's every... You no, know, every week we're like, man, it's really been a, it's been a long, really bad week. <laughs> it's been a long week. I wonder if something can top this week. Things are getting bad. Things are getting really bad. Um, yeah. Like uh, if the Titanic took like four years to sink. That's kind of what it's been feeling like. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, we've been freezing for a long fucking time now. Or at least that's what this year We know there's not like. enough lifeboats. We've been around a long enough to count them. Like. Speaking of death, um, I, as far as uh, the death of the, uh, the, death of the um, cold open, I think it also, I'm wondering now that we're, we're dabbling in sound, sound clips again and all of this stuff. Um, if TDAP dark really applies anymore, um, because the, you know, we, the whole idea of dark was that like, it was going to be short in one topic and no editing and whatever. So like, I don't know, maybe dark goes away at some point too, but like we recorded in a dark studio. We're recording it in a dark period of time. And so what I'm going the, the to darkest do is until is until it doesn't feel dark anymore, we're just going to run with TDAP dark. Um but it might we it might become TDAP darker at one point. <laughs> yeah. Um the and, then, end days. and then once the internet's gone and we're just shouting it from our fucking windows, that'll be TDAP darkest. Yeah, we'll see. So I don't know. Uh, we'll see. That that'll probably get rearranged. But I know that, like, as far as for the foreseeable future, I'm gonna run back. I'm gonna run with the format that we have been for the last couple of days because, or for the last couple of weeks, because I think that uh, I I like how it runs. Um, so, and in doing that, I'm gonna bring back the alternative fact of the week. Um, so this, so I'm excited for that too. Where's that been? It's on vacation. It's been on vacation yeah. for the for the dark times. COVID prevented it from getting back in. I figured in honor of uh Kellyanne Conway's stupid departure from her stupid job, we might as well bring it back, right? So, um, in this episode, we're gonna go ahead and tackle the Supreme Court battle that is about to happen um the obviously the biggest news of the recent time is that ruth bader ginsburg passed away on friday the 19th i believe 87 years old 87 years old um which we were all being primed for at least well i mean you know anybody who's 87 like it's not a surprise when she they had a lot of health issues she had cancer four times i believe uh, yeah i know that um what was it complications from metastatic pancre- pa- 
pancreatic cancer, um, and she had had multiple forms of cancer over the past two decades. Um, so, like, and she had been in and out of the hospital this year. So didn't she fall earlier this year? Yeah, yeah. and she she's had, she's been in and out of the Supreme Court quite a bit this year just because of her health and whatever. Um, and I think that everybody kind of held their breath every time that news story popped up. So, like, this wasn't surprising, but, like, total kick in the gut. The, the timing, 45 days from the election of the 46th right. president of the United States. So, as you can expect, we will have a massive fight now that uh, will completely, like, our... Or oh, the gloves are coming off. Our, <laughs> our entire last episode was about the, what the fuck the... um congress was going to do with the uh relief and relief and corona and, and the whole pandemic thing that's happening and maybe if we can address those big wildfires happening out west or yeah. you know and now that's going to all take a back seat to this fight which i don't know if it's totally going to matter um but what i'm going to do for this episode is not totally talk about what's going to happen i'm not gonna that i've got a little bit here on the a couple of names that have been tossed around but i really don't want to focus on that because What's happened is four years ago, um, we had the same thing happen in the last year of Barack Obama's presidency, and we had a list of reasons why Merrick Garland at the time in 2016 could not be confirmed in an election year, um, because that's against precedent, and uh, so we're going to go through some of that today, and um, probably be pissed, like, being pissed is, is a is not an uncommon feeling here. Um, but before we get pissed, we should take a time before I just ramble past it for six and a half minutes, uh, that to do our positive moment of the week, um, which I still need to come up with a better name for, but whatever. Um, do you want to go? Uh, yeah. So mine, you already, you benefited from this. I text, uh, or sent a group message between us and Jim because Dane Carlin finally released a new episode of, common sense which mm-hmm. is a podcast he's done he's use, usually a historian use the term benefited lightly uh loosely well i mean you benefit in the, aren't you, you ha- you're I'm, more prepared now i'm not more prepared now i'm more scared now uh, that's a part of being more prepared <laughs> yeah. that one leads to the other <laughs> it is a very good episode it I, is what very amazes insightful. me is because like and i've made the point to you off air about dan carlin and a gym that I feel bad because it seemed like the moment Trump got elected, he quit doing common sense and quit talking about politics because you can't do it in a highly politicized – like. I, and right. I know the argument he's getting because no matter what he put out, he would get people defending Trump and then people lambasting him for not going hard enough against Trump. Right. Um, but, I mean, the whole episode was just about the possibility of, uh, of having a president that is openly courting division and the possibility of a second civil war. Or at least uh, violent. Violent, violent outbreaks yeah. um and yeah it is it's a really terrifying episode it's really good it's really insightful carlin's smartest shit like yeah. he's really uh his cadence and his way of speaking is is wonderful he's one of the few people i can listen to talk for an hour and a half solo on a podcast yeah no shit and he and, does it very well yeah um, i don't I, I mean like he had tom hanks on recently he's had guests on right. his, his uh, amendment or a com- whatever it is the amendment considerably show. better than my go at it i'll just say <laughs> that um He's been broadcasting since the the nineties though, and he had a lot of practice talking to uh, like crankpots calling in. So. Right? Yeah. Maybe that's what we need to do. We need to open you up to some phone lines. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, I don't know. My my positive moment of the uh, 
the day here is that uh, yesterday morning, actually, my son. Okay, so my kids are two and three, um, and my oldest boy um, was you know watching uh, YouTube something, and like they're little, and a lot of times they like to get into those like sing songy things, and that is fine for sometimes. Um, but sometimes like when I don't want you to just sit in front of the TV and just watch cartoons and whatever. So every, from time to time, I'll just like try to find something educational, but something that I know that like looks like, anyway, I found a, uh, video that I would probably compare to like something I would see in a sixth grade science class or something like that. Like it was animated, but it was like, you remember in Jurassic Park when the little DNA guy was like yeah. popping around? It was very similar. Showing you how you get dino DNA. It was very similar to that. It was like a little bearded. It was a beard with eyes um, that was teaching. That's, that's haunting. And he was, yeah. And he was, uh, although. So an apparition was teaching your kids. It, well, basically, they were probably like, Dad, look, it's Dad's floating although, head. I'm sure they look at Pac-Man and wonder like, where are his legs? Right. <laughs> um but anyway, so I don't know, several hours after they had watched this video, which I put on because it said it was about dinosaurs. And then like as I walked through, it was just like going through things like they were, they were doing space for a while and they were doing dinosaurs for a while and they were doing biology for a while, plants and animal life, like whatever. Anyway, several hours went by nap time whatever he got up and like i think it was shortly before dinner told me that like dad did you know when a star dies a black hole is born and i just love that because he's three mm. like he's three and he took and i don't know that like i mean i do but like i not really i mean i don't think about he, it i don't know that he even really knows what he's saying I, I mean, but I may, hopefully but. maybe but it's like it's a good start into just like i just like to see that he's repeating and understanding I mean, to me, the conversation that I had with him after words makes me at least know that he's taking more than just one sentence away from it. Um, he's taking the idea away. Yeah. And like so and that's good because that's learning and he's young and that's not something that I expected him to like. I really expected him to kind of like watch the dinosaurs and shit and just be like. Ah, dinosaurs. I didn't expect him to take much from it, so I so I was proud of him. I, like, yeah. that was that was cool for Get me. Got a little Neil deGrasse Tyson running around. Yeah. So, um, all right, you ready to get into this fight? No. <laughs> I know, me either. Uh, Feels like we have to because there's not <laughs> a lot of time. I know. Um, this isn't the episode I planned on recording today. Uh, this, In fact, I had a completely different topic, which we will get into for the next episode. Um, but I'm going to keep, I'm going to play those cards close to my chest for now. Um, so before we get into the present day, um, fight that that is now going to ensue until yeah. uh, until it doesn't. Um, we should probably less than forty two days, I would guess. Yeah, something. Um, I don't know. Well, I think by the end of this episode, you'll question that even as to how long this shit is going to drag out. Um, but let's do background information first. We should talk about what happened in two thousand sixteen. Um. And we should talk about... That was right before your first episode, right? Before we... 
Yes. Our January ver- was January of 17. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Inauguration day was our first episode. So this was the, uh, the stuff that was leading right. you to wanting to record a podcast. Now like- I, I should say that before we, uh, before we do get into the background information, I, I pulled some comments, um, from Trump, just their reaction to finding out the news. And then we'll go back in time and start there. So first, Donald Trump was in the middle of giving a of having a campaign rally when the news broke that yeah uh, I've, I've I've right I have seen this so well I don't know have you you've seen the crowd video because that's yes what, when he's told like yeah. someone from the crowd sh- uh, shouts it out yes, and yeah. then he responds in yeah, real so, time so, yeah, yeah I saw I've seen this I don't know how, I I saw a actually, truncated version I I don't think that he I don't I can't remember off the top of my head I haven't listened to it for a few hours I don't think he responds to it because he's actually already talking about the Supreme Court when it happens but yeah let's play what was happening as we as we found out but he was on stage we'll appoint tough on crime prosecutors we will nominate judges and justices who interpret the constitution as written we will ensure equal justice for citizens of every race color religion and creed we will defend the dignity of work and the sanctity of life. Way more cheers for that That's than treating people of all colors the equally. Court yeah. is so important. The next president will get one, two, three, or four Supreme Court justices. I had to. Many presidents have had none. They've had none. He's making a lot of assumptions there. The next president four? will get one, two, three, or four? four. What does he know about Kavanaugh's health that we don't? Or, or what does he know about the fascist takeover? Or I mean, <laughs> like, I mean, John Roberts like, sided against him a couple of times. Maybe his I mean, head's on a. Seriously, maybe that's what he's alluding to. Look, uh, like, he's, there he's are good. ways, dude. You know, <laughs> all those secret indictments. One of them's got John Roberts' name on it. Yeah, right. Because they're there for a long time. They tend to be appointed young. They're there for a long time, but the next one will have anywhere from one to four. Think of that. That will totally change when you talk about life, when you talk about Second Amendment, when you talk about things that are so important to you, you're going to be stuck for 40 years, 35 years, a long time. You hear several people yelling out Ginsburg is dead throughout this happy... And I still don't think he's got it, though. Like, I still... Like, I don't think he's hearing that. No, he's probably hearing I've been on stage before. Like, I wouldn't be... I would hear people yelling and not... I doubt he can see anybody either. He's got blinding lights and he's getting his own words mic'd back to him. So this is going to be the most important election, in my opinion, in the history of our country. In my opinion. It's only what everyone else has been yeah, saying, too. I have, I have a feeling we share that opinion. That's one thing I can find common ground with on Donald Trump. This is the most important election I mean, sometimes uh, of our he, lifetime. Sometimes McDonald's hits the spot. I'm sure we'd agree on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, the, so that was happening as the news broke, and I'm assuming that people were seeing it on their cell phones, um, because that's how you would know if you were at that thing. Uh, so then shortly after that ends, um, he's told about it as he's leaving. And I should point out that the sound that you hear in the next clip is actually, uh, so Tiny Dancer is playing, and it, it's weird because you hear the clip, it's if you hear it just as audio, it sounds very much like I'm playing something under there. But he's actually leaving uh, a rally. He's a using, rally. He's using Elton John's exit music. Right. So um, so that's happening. He's rocket manning out it out of I'm there. I'm sure that Elton is fucking pleased that. That as a yeah. 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 
just died? Wow. I didn't know that. I just, uh, you're telling me now for the first time. She led an amazing life. What else can you say? She was an amazing woman. Whether you agreed or not, she was an amazing woman who led an amazing life. I'm actually sad to hear that. I am sad to hear that. Thank you very much. Why does he like Tiny Dancer? I don't That's know. That's the only thing I want to know about that clip. Why the fuck is he using Tiny I mean, Dancer? I guess I gotta, you gotta kind of give him a little bit of props there because he didn't just come out and be like, good! And that's what we've come to I expect think, from I him. I mean, maybe they, they probably prepped him being like, look, you, if you want to get another pick and, and that'll, might, that might help you cement another four years and possibly avoid jail, uh, don't act like an asshole when she dies. Wouldn't right? that make more sense too? Wouldn't the Republicans almost want to hold this out? Like... And use that as the reason that you need to vote for him? Like, wouldn't that make more sense than where you know we're inevitably going to go? I mean, it seems like it would be just as, that would be just as successful a strategy as their strategy of ram it through and hoping he gets three Supreme Court picks and that's historic, that's a win for him, and they can point to some kind of W in his column. But Maybe. either way, is like, you're not moving the fucking needle. If no. someone's going to vote for Trump, they're voting for Trump. Like, we don't need the theaters. You could have the election today, and it's probably not going to oh, be yeah. any different than it's going to be in November. Well, and that's why, that's one of my big reasons that I've been saying for several months, like, fuck debates. Why do we need debates? Debates are coming up in a couple of weeks, and like... I don't know anybody who is scratching that. their chin being like, hmm, <laughs> I need to hear more about their policies to know who I'm voting for. Right. Like, at this point, if you don't know enough about their policies, you haven't been paying attention. I doubt you're going to vote anyway. I mean, to be honest with you, the only one that's going to sell you from, like, I don't know what I'm going to do to... Uh, to I don't think anybody's going to sell you from I don't know what I'm going to do to Trump. I think that Dan Carlin's episode might... <laughs> might uh, get you going the other way but like neither mm. one of the candidates is convincing you of shit at this point yeah. like because they're both shitty candidates well, they're both running on <laughs> like, an anti I'm not them campaign you know like that's, right. that's what it like I'm not yeah. a democrat nobody has a, Trump. nobody has a policy it's I'm not a creepy Joe and I'm not fucking I honestly bunker don't know, bitch Don <clears throat> and I've like, been reading about their policies and at this moment I couldn't tell you what Biden stands for probably another eight years of Obama like, like well, Obama light you know yeah it would it'd be four, it'd be four more years uh, or a, four, yeah four more years uh, of Obama but probably with some heavy pushback well I mean Obama had heavy pushback so yeah four more years but either way like it's better than whatever the fuck we're headed right now um yeah but i have serious problems that uh, that biden would get in there and actually make the changes needed to restrict future president's powers because obama didn't do it yeah obama used drones he used guantanamo bay he he ratcheted up deportations that's fair so let's get into some background real quick, because before we talk about the fight that's going to happen now uh, in, in the coming days and weeks and potentially months, um, we should talk about the fact that this happened one election cycle ago um, when Antonin Scalia passed away. And uh, the reason that I handed you that piece of paper that shows you a little bit about Antonin, Antonin Scalia's death Frank is because what I will not do on this episode is I will not entertain the idea uh, that he was fucking murdered by globalists because that's conspiracy because everything's a conspiracy and so <laughs> I like I'm not I I will 
I will give you. You will point out that facts. there are some people out there who believe it's conspiracy, but there is no evidence to support right. that. Yeah, and until claim. and until you can uh, substantiate that claim, then like I'm gonna put that onus on somebody else. I'm not going down that road. So here's here's what happened um, in February of 2016. Anthony and Scalia passed away on February 13th. Shafter Technic. Texas. Um, he suffered from coronary artery de- disease, obesity, and diabetes, among other ailments. Um, according to a letter from the Supreme Court's doctor, Presido, Presido County uh, District Attorney Rod Ponton cited the letter Tuesday when he told the Associated Press that there was nothing suspicious about the February 13th death. Um, of the 79-year-old. He said the long list of health problems made a an autopsy um, unnecessary. He had several doctors claim that he had significant medical conditions mm. that led to his death. Um, yep. He had high blood pressure. He was 79. Sleep apnea, degenerative do- joint disease, chronic obstruct- obstructive pulmonary disease, and high blood pressure. Um, he was also a smoker. So... Um, yeah, there's nothing suspicious about a 79-year-old right. smoker so, dying. So when we refer to <clears throat> Antonin Scalia, like, I am not, like, that's, we're going to go with what the doctors and and, and the coroner And what said. conventional wisdom says, you know, like. Just like we're not going to assume, like, some stupid asses on the internet assume that Ruth Bader Ginsburg has been dead for a month. <coughs> Yeah, it's not going there. Um, the average age of the like the of the Supreme Court member is near dead. Like they're they're fucking yeah. they're lifetime appointments, and they don't they they're on there most of their and they don't get appointed until they're fucking fifty, right? But like forty or fifty. So of course, most of their time is spent as in you know getting a discount on fucking movie tickets. Another conspiracy point that I'm not going to hit on is the fact that uh or that I'm not going to. Entertain, entertain, um, is that it, that Ginsburg Ginsburg dictated a statement to her granddaughter um, in her dying days, in, in which she said, "My most fervent wish is that I will not be replaced until another president is stalled." Conspir- which I'm sure she's she wrote that the moment Trump got fucking I'm sure nominated. She did. Uh, Conspiracy people have been running wild with the term installed uh, there. Well, That's one of those is our president yeah. saying that Schumer or Pelosi or some Warren, I don't know who the fuck the third name he threw out was. George Soros, who knows? Yeah, that's dumb, and I'm not going to entertain that. Um, install like installed is a common term in politics and business and whatever. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I also don't think it's really important because at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what her wish was. That's not how it works. No. Like, I mean, you see them. I mean, part of it's the honor thing, but they're they're trying. But they to, don't do that. The, as today, we're, the day we're recording this, uh, hurt. Ginsburg's body is laying in repose in, in in the Supreme state. Court. Yeah, which is like that's normal. They do that, but it's also like they're trying to guilt Trump, which isn't going to work. You're not no, going to shame him. So. You I don't think so. No, not as far as like the funeral, whatever, like that. I mean, people, high up officials in government, lay in state. Like that's what happens. I would hope Donald Trump won't, but I bet he will. Oh, of course he will. Um, and because I don't think he's deserving. Um, well, he'll lay in Mar-a-Lago, and the government will foot the bill. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, um, never, never waste a good tragedy. But 
but but I also don't look again like when it comes down to that whole thing about her being or her most fervent wish it doesn't really matter because if that was the case then every Supreme Court justice who has ever retired or who has ever like passed away been on their deathbed would just make that claim well the next person should be picked by the political party that I the support. The next person should be my son or daughter. Yeah, like, right. So like keep it in the bloodline. Come I, on. I don't really think it's an important point. I get and also I get really, why I mean, she I get why she it's wished a, that. It's and, a wish. It's yeah. nothing more than something that will never happen. Right. Um so so anyway. Uh I mean I'm glad that she I mean just the fact that she had to like she was with her granddaughter, mm-hmm. presumably her family. She died like it's more than most people get. Right. Um, so if we go back to Antonin Scalia uh, for a second, he passed away in February of 2016. Um, and, and Barack Obama put up a um, nomination for the Supreme Court in March of 16. Um, and that person was Merrick Garland. And Merrick Garland was considered to be a moder- a pretty moderate guy. Um, I'm pretty, I can't remember. I mean, depending on who you with. ask, I'm pretty sure that the, but it was, but today he would be spun by Trump as like, oh, he was a liberal. By today's standards, which is crazy because it was four years ago, but by today's standards, we sound he, like such old men. He would be completely moderate because everybody is more extreme than they were fucking four years ago. No. Um, but, and he carried himself in that way that you you want a, a Supreme Court judge to at least pretend that they're above right. uh, politics, even if they vote among party lines consistently. So, um, so when that happened, um, I, as you can imagine, Barack Obama did not have an easy time getting Merrick Garland approved by the Republican-held Senate and Mitch McConnell. Um, and we know how that story ends. He doesn't get him approved, but we can go and listen to some of the things that Republicans were touting at the time in 2016. Um, I will say that like, so the next clip that I'm going to play is a montage, um, of just some of the things that Republicans were saying in Congress at the time in the fight over Merrick Garland. Um, and in order, I'll tell you, the, the, all of this is in March and April of 2016. You'll hear McConnell, Chuck Grassley, uh, John Cornyn, Lindsey Graham, and then McConnell again uh, later in the year. And, um, and yeah, so let's hear some of the arguments that they were making in 2016 as to why we should not rush in, the, in an election year the filling of a Supreme Court justice. Look to history. We haven't filled a vacancy created during a presidential election year in 80 years. You'd have to go back to 1888, Grover Cleveland, in the White House, to find the last time a Senate, controlled by the opposite party of the president, confirmed a justice in a presidential election year. The people deserve to be heard, and they should be allowed to decide through their vote for the next president the type of person that should be on the Supreme Court. This is a reasonable approach. It is a fair approach, and it is a historical approach. The president exercised his unquestioned authority under the Constitution to nominate somebody to this vacancy. But that same Constitution reserves to the United States Senate and the United States Senate alone the right to either grant or withhold consent to that nominee. 
real quick, before Lindsey Graham, Lindsey Graham pisses me the fuck off, because um, <coughs> he's about to, uh, th- that last one uh, that John Cornyn had, that the Senate has the right to approve or deny, like, they're playing word games. Like, all they're doing is politicking right there and just giving bullshit definitions and mis- they're intentionally misrepresenting what the Constitution uh, like says the, they're supposed to do yeah, in the, regards the power, to filling a Supreme Court seat. Right. They're not there to say you can't nominate one. They're they're there to put right. a vote to put it to so, a fucking vote. So then all they have to do, like all they have to do is just vote it down, right? Like Presumably. Th- yes. Like that but not to consider a vote is just like you're just But we saw mis- how they went with Obamacare. Like they, voting right. it down is not as easy as they thought they Well, right, and that's why they're taking the safe move and they're not even gonna let it get to the floor. But that's a complete cop out and the way it's being represented by John Corn in there is a complete bullshit pervert also per- this idea of like what the law is. We haven't is. done it since before like eighteen eighty is like, yeah, motherfucker, aren't you the guys that still scream about the Second Amendment that was written in seventeen? 17- 76 don't tell me age is anything to do with the wisdom of you know the laws or the way we've done things plus don't they, 80 years is not a precedent aren't it's these the motherfuckers a, like, that want to live in 1866 like <laughs> fuck you man I mean, it is a precedent like there's a reason it's been done but it's not something that you know like that's not a good reason no no it's not uh all right so let's hear what lindsey graham has okay, to say before you start though oh lindsey graham he looks like a man who just shot his best hunting dog all the time <laughs> He kind of looks like a hunting dog. Yeah, but the one that just got shot by his like owner because he was drunk and stumbled over the shotgun. The dog or the owner? Well, either way. It's sad either way, right? This is the last year uh, of a lame duck president. And if Ted Cruz or Donald Trump get to be president, they've all asked us not to confirm or take up a selection by President uh, Obama. So if a vacancy occurs in their last year, of their first term, guess what? You will use their words against them. I want you to use my words against me. If there's a Republican president in 2016 and a vacancy occurs in the last year of the first term, you can say, Lindsey Graham said, let's let the next president, whoever it might be, make that nomination, and you could use my words against me and you'd be absolutely right. I fucking love that. That's probably the only time I've ever agreed with Lindsey Graham. Yeah, here's the problem. It was bullshit then. It's bullshit now. And what's more bullshit about it now is that, is he that he's not, behind he's not standing words. behind it. Like, and none you of motherfucker, them are. Lindsey. Oh, I hate him. And here's the shit-eating Fuck bullshit. Him. Uh, that they And they just, they, here's how you know that, like, it was a lie then. They didn't give a fuck because you can hear, like, I I pulled this from a video, and so like I have context. I've seen Mitch McConnell is the next voice that you're about to hear. Um, he's giving that, a, that sounds like the last words you will ever hear yeah, before you he, die. He's giving a he's giving a like campaign speech or something. Like he's in front of a big crowd, um, and like if you can't hear the shitting grin on his face. One of my proudest moments is when I looked at Barack Obama in the eye and I said, "Mr. President, you will not fill this Supreme Court vacancy." Fuck you. So let's jump to uh, 2019 real quick and see how Mitch McConnell still feels about his former position. The Supreme Court next year, what would you do? Oh, we'd fill it. 
That's just literally people laughing about like, yeah, we're fucking hypocrites. Yeah, we? we don't care. It's the it's the it goes back to that whole uh, the, the George Bush clip. I I remember it from Fahrenheit 9-11 back when I was in high school. But there, there's the clip of him at like a campaign dinner or something. And he's talking about how it's like two hundred thousand dollar plates or one hundred fifty thousand dollar plates or whatever. Um, and he says, we're in a room full of the haves and the have mores. Um, some people call you the elite. I call you my base. Like, dude, a little like, too on the nose. Yeah, a little on the nose. George. Don't be a fucking asshole. And like that's and that's the thing that bothers me about where I the fight that I know that we're going to it, that that we're about to be in, in battle in is this like they, but they never gave a fuck in the in the first place they don't and like and they all, all knew it was a, bullshit at the time they knew they, it was bullshit at the time which is like makes you think like do they stand behind any of their like I'm not saying their base doesn't I'm saying the people leading them don't believe in their cause at fucking all. No. And you see this all the time with shit like this, where they're willing to throw out any principles or anything. Four years later, right. we like, like well, we don't have the fucking clips on YouTube. Like, you can't, like, this isn't going to be plastered all over every campaign ad against Lindsey Graham in fucking no, North Carolina. And if you want, like, evidence of their, uh, their principled stance, whether it's now or whether it's in 2016, let's... Take a listen to what Mitch McConnell had to say in an interview on CNN about if Hillary Clinton had won that election. This nomination ought to be made by the president we're in the process of electing this year. And you are convinced, briefly, you are convinced that your Republican senators who are in tough races in November won't pay a political price for it, regardless of the history? There's a lot of interest on both sides of this issue. the right of center world does not want this vacancy filled by this president. And even though, if you want to discuss the nominee just for a minute, even though Barack Obama calls him a moderate, he's opposed by the NRA. He's opposed by the National Federation of Independent Business, which had never taken a position on a Supreme Court nominee before. The New York Times said it would move the court dramatically to the left. But this is not about this particular judge. This is about who should make the appointment. We're in the process of picking a president, and that new president ought to make this appointment, which will affect the Supreme Court maybe for the next quarter of a century. Speaking of a new president, if Hillary Clinton or Bernie Sanders were to win the presidency, is there any chance that Republicans would vote to confirm Merrick Garland during a lame duck session of Congress? I can't imagine that a Republican majority Congress in a lame duck session after the American people have spoken would want to confirm a nominee opposed by the NRA, the NFIB, and the New York Times says would move the court dramatically to and the left. Senator, just this, to con- no- this nomination ought to be made by the next president. So just to, just to put a button on this, are you ruling it out 100%? Yes. They never planned on playing fair. No. Ever. It was, they were never, yeah. Ever. The it fact was that all he about- can say that with a straight face <laughs> and he doesn't get fucking like, all right, goodbye. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? The reason that he can say that with a straight face and he doesn't get fucking, there's no repercussions is because he's a Kentucky representative. Like, and Kentucky is going to go solidly red. Like, so he's he knows that he can say whatever the fuck he wants 
because he's not going to lose his fucking job. Um, Anything I, short of I, maybe black, I mean, not even blackface, maybe the N-word? I don't know. What, what the fuck could lose him his seat? I don't know. Point? I don't know. I mean, we're cl- he's, having the mo- he's having the closest, most contested race that he's had yet, but I don't know where the numbers are on that. I don't even know if I mean, he's still, close. I think, uh, no, he's, he's like, Lindsey Graham is, like, has warning signs flashing in North Carolina. McConnell, despite being super unpopular, is still he's such a man, he's got so much money. It's right. hard to run against him in a solidly red state. So, like, I, I yeah, I just don't. But mm. like, dude, he's the fucking apex predator, right? Like, he's just like we're gonna take all the we're gonna take all the power that we have and we're gonna fucking consolidate it and we're gonna and give it to thirty five percent of this country and then fuck the other seventy percent or you know. Uh, I just when I found that clip of him on CNN it blew my fucking mind 65 that he could literally like sit there and just be like oh yeah and if like in 16 the whole argument was we can't do this because we gotta let the next president pick their and then when asked like okay so if it's Bernie Sanders or Hillary Clinton are you gonna approve no like, no because of those three reasons approve. I gave you one of them was a fucking New York was Fuck it New York, po- New York Times quote which was three, you know, mm-hmm. it will move it dramatically to the left. Um, when do, a, when do you like New York newspaper reporting? Like you use a three fucking word clip when it suits your purpose, like, right? <sighs> I don't know. And also, like that doesn't mean you can't vote for it. Just because it moves the court to one way does not mean you have to uh, automatically stand against it. That is not good reason. No, not at all. A vote of voting because you don't like it. That is actually you're supposed to be above that if you're fucking representing the American people, ideally. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um I don't I think I hate Lindsey Graham more, but McConnell's in the running. Yeah. People I just want to slap in the face. Yeah, McConnell is definitely <sighs> I don't know, man. I mean, you heard Lindsey Graham's whole point about like Lindsey Graham's had probably has the worst soundbite of anyone. He is the most like unenergetic be- talker. I don't know well, how I, in the fuck people vote for that. And he literally said, "It's hey, like watching paint dry." If this situation happens in 2020, then you can use my words against me. Okay. Okay. It won't matter because you have no shame or a sense of right or fucking. How do you think Phil? Uh, how do you think Lindsey Graham feels today? Just, just guess. I'm going to say that he is uh, going to stick to his original words. Donald, he Donald. is. Uh, is that right? Am I, am I, am I, in, the, am I in the ballpark? You're, is he very humble about his? You're close. Yeah. Donald Trump tweeted at GOP. We we were put in this position of power and importance to make decisions for the people who so proudly elected us. The most three million imp- more people voted for the other person. The most important of which has long been considered to be the selection of the United States Supreme Court justices. We have an obligation without delay. Uh, he ca- Lindsey Graham tweeted, I fully understand where President at real Donald Trump is coming from. That is, that's a history book quote, like, that's worthy right Absolutely. there. Uh, at he, real Donald Trump. I love that he couldn't get at Donald Trump. Right. He also was tweeted, or he also tweeted, I will support the president in any effort to move forward regarding the recent vacancy created by the pa- by the passing of Justice Ginsburg. He could literally, Lindsey Graham could tweet, I, su- I will support the president in putting his socks on every morning if he wants me to, because he is that much of a bootleg at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know uh, who else was? The guy who was mentioned in Lindsey Graham's uh, quote earlier in 2016. Um, he mentioned that te- that both that we've talked to both Ted Cruz and Donald Trump, and if, and either of them, if this happens to them in their presidency, like 
We're, we're they promise to be good they boys. They promise to be good they, boys. They won't ask foreign countries to interfere in elections. So let's check in with Ted Cruz in September of 2020. Um, quote: I proudly stand with my Republican colleagues in our shared belief, our advice, our advice and consent that we should vote. Uh, that we should not vote on any nominee until the next president is sworn into office. Uh, the people will decide. I commend Mitch McConnell and Chuck Grassley for holding the line and ensuring we, the people, get to exercise our authority um, in the direction. I'm sorry, that was a 2016. Yeah, I was about to say that. Like, yeah. I, if he was saying that today, I would be shocked. No, no, no. He, he that was a 2016 quote. His uh, quote. Uh, what he said this week was uh, every Democrat has flipped. Um, there is, there's a reason for that. Both sides have something fundamentally different. Both sides believe something fundamentally different about the Supreme court justices. Um, the Democrats and former vice president Joe Biden have promised to nominate, to nominate liberal activist judges. Um, he added that since the Republicans won control of the Senate and the White House, President Donald Trump has voters' approval to nominate a conservative judge. Uh, he said Pres- President Trump ran promising to nominate pr- principled constitutionalists to the court. The American people elected him. The American people elected a Republican majority three times in 2014, 16, and 18. The Republican majority in the Senate ran promising to confirm constitutionalist judges. So When they say constitutionalist, they mean the Constitution, the parts of the Constitution they like. Are you asking me for real for real? Because they mean nationalist. That's what they mean. That's what they mean. They, it's really code for a Second Amendment, right? Because that's really the only amendment that any of them give a it's, fuck about it's that really they can a, run on. It's really a code for white supremacy. That's what it's a code for. Which is t- often tied into Second Amendment shit. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's like They couch it in a lot of patriotism, like, oh, no, we're just here to defend you yeah. from a, a king. Yeah. It's while like, trying to install a king. Just don't think too hard about it's it. It's weird that Nazis and militias just, like... Go hand in hand. Um, it's almost like one couldn't exist without the other. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But that is what it means. Like, they're not bullshit. I mean, it means you, white with the capital white. Right. Yeah. And even if you look now, I can already hear, like, the two Republicans that are still listening to the show uh, yelling about the the names of the people who have been dropped so far. Like I said, we're not going to go into them too too much um but th- as of this day we're still what two saturdays when the name is supposed to be dropped right we're, and we're a couple it, days ahead right it's wednesday the 22nd yeah. third maybe by the time you're hearing this we know who the name is but we do not yet um nor do i really give a fuck <laughs> right but uh let's see the two names that are are at the top of the list so far at least this, the rumors that have been going on uh, around um Multiple sources close to the process told NBC News. In reality, it's revolving around two serious contenders, um, Amy Coney Barrett and uh, Judge Barbara Lagoa. Um, Trump said that they may meet Lagoa when he's in Miami Friday. Uh, he spoke with Coney Barrett today. Yeah, I know Lagoa. I've heard a lot about the fact that she's she, from Florida and she's she help- Hispanic. She's Catholic. Um, yeah, she could help shore up Florida for him, which is looking a little more questionable. Made interesting comments though about how like she, I think I've heard comments she, about how she would recuse herself from if the anything. Pump, if the Pope if had the a Pope stance on anything, she may, would have to recuse herself, which is maybe not the best thing you want in someone who has to make decisions. Kind of makes you a um, shitty judge. Like it isn't. I don't think disqualifies disqualifies 
disqualifies you from being a judge. I think it gives me pause about putting you on the highest court where you are the last word. I think, and we need an e- uneven number to make sure that's I not think, a tie. I think that it should disqualify you from being a Supreme Court justice. Yeah, maybe not. That. Maybe not a judge because in like if you're in another court system or whatever, like you can pull another George, uh, another judge in. But on the Supreme Court, where like the only issues are hot button issues, like I just don't think that that's. Yeah, I mean, how I, often on the on the lower courts are you asked to rule really in something that would like set plus a precedent wouldn't that, that just would... fuck up the whole system anyway? Because recusing yourself isn't voting against it. So if the Pope was like abortion bad, and then Roe v. Wade got brought back up, yeah, she would, would just be sitting the, out. It would just be depend like, on the vice president at that point, right? Yeah, like, that's just a fucking weird ass. That's a weird ass dynamic. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so so there's that. Um, let's see now. Let's see where we are present day. Um, how does Mitch McConnell feel, the uh, the majority leader here? Um, because Mitch McConnell, now we're in this mode where, uh, obviously, I mean, we know with the, that we're going to rush it. But let's hear from his own mouth um, um, what his new stance is. The Senate has more than sufficient time to process a nomination. History and precedent make that perfectly clear. Others want to claim this situation is exactly analogous to Justice Scalia's passing in 2016. Because it is. So we should not proceed until January. Yep. This is also completely false. Did you, you said President it. Obama was asking you Senate Republicans for an unusual favor that had last been granted nearly 130 years before then. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Obama was asking for a favor, like um, like doing his job. It, it is this a, a lot like the Trump, the the favor Trump asked Ukraine to do? <laughs> yeah. Is it like? But this one was bad. This was a bad favor. But the other one was just it was a, it was a favor. It, it was, was a favor. An air quote favor, man. It, yeah. God, was it I a hate quid pro quo? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I love it. He's like, I, I'm asking you to do something you haven't done in 80 years. Like, all right, so they've done it before, right? There's not, it's not unprecedented. No, it's not unprecedented. And it's it, like just because it hasn't happened yet, like, okay, lifetime appointments. Well, Someone hasn't died in 80 years he, he's about, during an election year. He, he's about to expand it and and tell you why, uh, it why in both instances this there's precedent for this. And I don't really, I mean, I don't think you're gonna be satisfied. But voters had explicitly elected our majority to check and balance the end of his presidency. So we stuck with the basic norm. When voters have not chosen divided government, when the American people have elected a Senate majority to work closely with the sitting president, the historical record is even more overwhelmingly in favor of confirmation. There was clear precedent behind the predictable outcome that came out of 2016. And there's even more overwhelming precedent behind the fact that this Senate will vote on this nomination this year. So his argument is that because the the White House and the Senate are run by the same party, which then makes it almost a guarantee that the Supreme Court, well, depending on depending on the numbers, but it makes it... Very- so his argument is like, because there's not going to be a fight, we should let it happen. Yes. That's when it's okay to let it happen. When the White he House... He equates that, that... His argument is that when the White House is run by the opposite party of the Senate, 
then it's a favor. No, it's you not doing your fucking job. That's what it is. Which, let's be honest. The Senate already <laughs> barely has a fucking job they've been doing anyway. What have they really done in the last 10 years? I thought that uh, Chuck Schumer's response to Mitch McConnell and to the, and to the, the passing, like, like to the passing of uh, Ruth Bader, Ruth Bader Ginsburg um, and, and like the entire thing I thought was very interesting. Um, but I thought our Schumer's comments were the, that the American people should have a voice in the selection of their next Supreme court justice. Therefore the vacancy should not be filled until we have a new president. Interestingly enough, that's an exact quote from Mitch McConnell four years ago. Um, he just said the exact same thing that Mitch McConnell said from that podium. Uh, and like, obviously for, and in a, a desired effect. Um, now, is there a hypocrisy that he was not okay with those words four years ago, but he's okay with them now? Should he should he still be like? Because four yes. years ago he would have won a Merrick Garland. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, so he's trying to embrace hypocrisy. But well, like, I don't is think he inherent... is. I think he's making a sarcastic point. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like because if I was doing that, but his but his, but he is now against this idea that he would have been. Or he's for this idea of, of waiting when he was against it in 2016. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And the Democrats are against that. And it makes, like, look, that's how politics works, right? But the difference is, like, I would say the same thing if the Democrats were doing it. Like, if the Democrats were purposely holding up a vote and it wasn't precedented that that's how that worked, like... That's fucked up. Like, it's not okay on any side. It's not okay for, like, that's why politics is broken. You You can't ignore it when it happens on your side. So if it was... Uh, you know, if Harry Reid still had the was the majority leader um, when at the, like at the time that Nancy Pelosi and Harry Reid both had the the Senate in the House and Barack Obama had the um, had the White House. If it had been President McCain at that time and McCain had put somebody in and they just stalled it because it was a couple of weeks or whatever or a couple of months. If you, at this point, in 16, it was nine months ahead of the election. Yeah, it was almost now a full fucking year. Yeah. Now it, this is happening a month and a half before the election. I, like, I don't know. I just think you have to be consistent. And I think, like, yeah, it's shitty for the Democrats to be flipping yeah. I also think that I'm, it's extremely fucking dangerous for Trump to make that pick. And the, yeah, and, the, I, and that's what I would get down to. My worry is that, like, we're getting to a point where a president who barely has, I mean, he doesn't have a, a majority. fucking IQ. I mean, he 40, barely I mean, has an IQ. What, what, what did he top out at? Like, 45% was kind of like his, his like, As high range of, like, approval. approval. Yeah, and that was back when the economy You're was You're going to have someone who, two and a half years ago, most of the country has a net disapproval rating. Getting to put three people on a Supreme Court and change the court to the a way that the majority of Americans do not agree it should go. Yeah, like and I we're mean, already in a divisive in a more divisive state than we were when he took office. We're looking at a fucking possibility that at this point next year, if he gets this pick, which I think inevitably he will, because I don't. 
I don't see how they're going to stop him. How, they like, haven't stopped anything else he's done. Right. No. And and it's a simple majority vote. And the, if Roger Stone's not in prison right now, he's going to get So his, unless like, the Republicans are planning on fucking pulling some shit where they're just like where they're just like we don't approve of this candidate and they keep doing But they're going to try that like it election. didn't work with Kavanaugh. It's not going to work especially if they play uh the uh the 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 gender game, especially the like, if they play the race card and they politic it up, which they're going to, they're obviously mm-hmm. going to pick a woman to replace a woman, so no one can complain about that. Right. They're not going to pick, and that'll probably get rid of the fact the Kavanaugh <laughs> sexual assault, you know, uh, yeah, controversy. Like they're they're not really like Democrats really don't have a leg to stand on in in denying it except for hypocrisy, we which are, at this point no one gives a fuck about that word being thrown thrown around. We are in an interesting spot though, where like we could be a, a year from now talking doing an episode about how abortion's not legal anymore and gay marriage isn't legal anymore and like i think abortion is the one i worry about more i don't think they can get rid of gay marriage i think it's too cemented and it's too popular but i would say the same thing about abortion. yeah but it doesn't matter like at that point it doesn't matter when it's when the vote is or when the court is that tilted it doesn't matter what's fucking popular or not yeah. like cuz what are you going to do What do you the think court? the odds are like if Trump wanted to um hey we you know what other law we've only had for about 80 years the law that a president can only serve twice I the, the court likes me what do you think the odds are that this could be like his way of getting rid of that and just like hey I didn't get a, fir- a a fair first term because they tried to arrest me the whole time I need another one like, does that make it more likely? You just, you just made me really sad. <laughs> like, like, yeah. I mean, by their like, by their logic of the law's not that old, that fucking law's not that old. It was just something no. they did for a long time, and then until FDR challenged it, and we decided, hey, we probably don't want to head in that direction. Like, and even liberals were like, hey, we probably shouldn't head in that direction again. Yeah, I don't know. I just, like, dude, nothing... I don't know. I, I see don't a lot that. of warning signs. I, there, oh yeah, and it there. feels like our tra- our car is stuck on the train tracks. Yeah, and we're like, we have plenty of time, but then like as we try to push the car, it's not budging, and we're like, oh shit, we don't have as much time as we thought. We're not as strong as we fucking thought we were. Yeah, god damn it. And we have right. a thousand cats in the car, and we're like, oh, which ones do we want to save? So we heard Mitch McConnell's explanation for why uh, 2020 is not the same as 2016. Let's hear a little bit more of Chuck Schumer's response that isn't just the uh, McConnell quote. The Senate has never confirmed a nominee to the Supreme Court this close to a presidential election. If that was how Leader McConnell and Senate Republicans justified their mindless obstruction of President Obama's nominee, surely they must abide by their own standard. What's fair is fair. What's fair is fair. A senator's word must count for something. This election and this vacancy mean everything. And by all rights, by every modicum of decency and honor, Leader McConnell and the Republican Senate majority have no right to fill it. No right. In the final few weeks, sensing her failing health, Justice Ginsburg told her family that it was her, quote, most fervent wish that she not be replaced until a new president is installed. The kind words and lamentations we just heard from the majority leader about Justice Ginsburg are totally empty, totally meaningless, if he moves to appoint someone who will tear down everything Justice Ginsburg built. 
They don't give a fuck about what Ginsburg built. No, they don't. Uh, I they, also, wanted, they want to tear it all down. I should specify that that was a cut up of statements that he made just to, like, I didn't give you the whole 19 minutes I, I, to I, clean yeah. that up. Um, but obviously, I think that that clarity needs to be there because there's some tone change and whatever. <laughs> um yeah, they don't give a shit. Like they again, they were never planning on playing fair. No, they this literally was, said they weren't. They were laughing about it. They but yeah. fucking like it's an inside joke to them. So you know, I, Schumer's pissed. The Democrats are pissed. I think a lot of people are nervous. Um, I've got one more set of clips here that uh, we'll probably pause through them because um, I can't get all of these congressional people in without getting Nancy Pelosi's take. I'm going to not lie to you that I'm kind of disappointed with this interview. This was an interview that she had with George Stephanopoulos um, on Sunday morning. And uh, I don't know. Like, I feel like she could do it better. I will specify, too, before I go into this, that this one is this clip is also a little bit cut up. Um, I like because uh, she starts out um, by talking very much she's like she starts out by talking about rbg uh and she is you know she does the whole like condolence thing and like whatever um and then like but it seems really quickly like she just wants to keep talking about the pandemic and she also is asked shortly before the clip i'm going to play you um by stephanopoulos will they what would the uh, Democrats tie the budget um, to the uh, the coronavirus relief. No, to the Supreme Court battle. Oh, which I thought like I don't know exactly how they're like how would you I, how that? would you like, do that? Like you can try to take that stance. I don't think it's gonna fucking work. No, but... and that's also just a wish. Like that's not anything. You can't tie anything real to that. You're tying a promise to that. That doesn't mean shit. In I mean, you can tie a, you can tie a unicorn to it, to it too. It's not going to do anything, <laughs> right? Um, so, like, but she's asked that, and she says that we're not going to have a government shutdown, um, and she straight up says that. And that, as soon as I heard that, I was like, "Well, my whole last episode was bullshit." Then, because I believe that the point I made at the end there was like tie this to the budget. And now maybe Pelosi's smarter than me when it comes to politicking here. And like, maybe it would be stupid to tie the relief bill to a government shutdown, uh, 30 days before the election, because that's automatically going to give Republicans the ammo of look at them trying to shut down the government before an election. Also, I don't know if you can shut down a government before an election and still have an election, right? I mean, not a smooth one. Like, who's money, running the polls? Where's right? the oversight? Like, what? Is uh, aren't all the fucking parks and libraries <laughs> and the things yeah. they use to right. poll close then? Like, yeah. So, like, I, I mean, maybe she's just in a spot where, like, you can't do that. Um, and you know, if I don't you know do, enough about budgetary, you know. If you do yeah. that, you give the Republicans an opportunity to be like, they're stopping the election, which you, the, you would think it, they I mean, would want anyway. The, <laughs> like, the Democrats, when it comes to kind of anything, when it comes to shutting down the government, but especially when the Democrats try to do it, it's a uh, dummy grenade that they're threatening. I'll blow us all up. But we all kind of know, like, <clears throat> they're not actually going to blow us all up. Right. Like. You might lose a hand, but it's not going to, you know, they're not going to let it get that bad. When you when you listen to Pelosi being interviewed here, um, 
I I won't tell you how to feel beforehand, but I'll gauge you afterwards because uh, I got like just this certain feeling as I'm listening to her, and it kind of bugged me a little bit. And let me let me press you though on what happens. You said you want people to get out there and vote, but even that's no guarantee that the White House and the Senate Republicans won't try to push through a Supreme Court nomination in a lame duck session, even if. Joe Biden wins on November 3rd, even if uh, Democrats win, pick up seats in the House and maybe even the Senate. So what can you do then? Some have mentioned the possibility if they try to push through a nominee in a lame duck session that, that you and the, the House could move to impeach President, President Trump or Attorney General Barr as a way of stalling and preventing the Senate from acting on this nomination. Well, we have our options. We have arrows in our quiver that I'm not about to discuss right now. Uh, but the fact is, we have a big challenge in our country. This president has threatened to not even accept the results of the election uh, with statements that he and his henchmen have made. So uh, right now, uh, our main goal, and I think Ruth Bader Ginsburg would want that to be, would be to protect the integrity of the election as we protect the American people from the coronavirus. And that's, we, I have faith in the American people on this Sunday morning. I hope and pray we have a vaccine and that it will be soon, but it must be safe and efficacious when we do, not one day sooner, not one day later than that. But the fact is, this administration has been a total failure in protecting the health and well-being of the American people, and it has had an impact on our economy. The lives, the livelihood, and the life of our democracy are threatened by this administration. So again, uh, when people say, what can I do? You can vote, you can get out the vote, uh, and you can do so as soon as possible. Ten states, as I said, on Friday, uh, started their early voting the, the day that we lost but Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Did you forget for a second that she was being asked about the Supreme Court? She sure did. Yeah, she sure did, because she. this is a nine-minute interview or so, somewhere around there, um, and... This is how it goes. Like the whole, every, a lot of the interview is not wanting to answer the question. What are you going to do? And I and I wonder, like, is that her playing her cards close and just not saying what? Or is it that they don't really have much? I don't to think they do. really have much um, because that whole like, well, we have arrows in the quiver, but I'm not going to tell you or let it be a surprise because we ain't got shit. She has a cringeworthy moment here when she's pressed again because she is, she's not, I don't know. I was really bugged because when she was asked that, I was I was waiting for an answer. She has the arrows in the quiver moment, which was the headline. Like, hey, for who are F you, fucking Hawkeye? <laughs> Robin Hood? He's the worst Avenger. Come on. Uh, um... But the like that was you now know why that was the headline though of when because as soon as she said that that was the headline all over social media all over the news that Nancy Pelosi says uh, that she has arrows in her quiver that's also the only fucking thing she said about it that also that doesn't mean shit if the other person has a gun <laughs> yeah no shit that's a, like yeah you got them in the quiver or, do you have one in the, like on the boat no. You, then you're not ready. Yeah, so uh, here's... You don't the, have a shot. You have a theoretical shot that you could take if you wanted to try, but you don't want to. Here's a here's a wincing moment. But to be clear, you're not taking any arrows out of your quiver. You're not ruling anything out. Good morning. Sunday morning. <laughs> the, uh, what the fuck? 
We have a responsibility. We take an oath. She got really awkward there. Like, did really? she say good morning said, in response she, to that question? She said good morning, like. I don't want to answer your fucking question. And then, oh, like, like good she, morning to you, sir. Like, but not in that cadence. Ew, it was awkward. Can I hear that again? Can you rewind that? But to that? be clear, I, you're I, not taking any arrows out of your quiver. You're not ruling anything out. Good morning, Sunday morning. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, we have a responsibility. We take an oath. Yeah, it's bad. That's rough. She just, she sat on her fucking quiver and stuck an arrow in her ass, dude. Yeah, that was, that was bad. I, I don't like what it. What the fuck? Good morning. Like, my first thought was like, did a cat jump up behind the Skype camera? Like, what? Who are you talking to? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, it really hey, that's what me. you say in the beginning of a conversation, not in the middle of an interview. It's it just, it's clear that she was trying to tell him to she fuck off. She was trying to pause. Without, well, she was trying to tell him to fuck off. Like, she didn't want to answer the question. But there, it's easy to answer the question. It's like, do you have, like, well, I'm not going to get into what we, you know, we have planned, and it's hard to tell you if, like, if we've launched them or not. Like, there, some of them are th- things we wouldn't do unless we feel we had to. Yeah. Like, there's there are ways to say more, but still not say shit about that answer. Yeah. No. And politicians, that's the one thing they should know how to do is to talk for a long time but not get anywhere. I've seen her like speak several times this year over like pandemic related things and like whatever. Just, just and she's had several of those awkward moments, and it's just I don't know. It's just. I don't think, like, it means anything. I'm not going to go do the whole, like, Dementia Joe to Nancy, like, whatever. Like, but I just... Oh, no, I'm not even saying that. I'm just, like, she was ill-prepared or she, yeah. like... The, or, or she it's knows... It's not the right way to fucking blow off the question. No, like, it's not. it's not. Like, you should have just, like, said... I can neither confirm nor deny that our that our arrow is on the fucking string of the... Yeah. Bo- whatever they call that. <laughs> it was just fucking weird. So here's the here's the last clip. Protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. We have a responsibility to meet the needs of the American people. Uh, that uh, is uh, uh, when we weigh the equities of uh, protecting our democracy requires us to use every arrow in our quiver. And finally, if if the Republicans, though, still are successful, many of your colleagues have called for, again, if a majority has voted for Democrats in, in, in November, expanding the court in retaliation. Your response? Well, let's just win the election. Uh, let's hope that the president uh, will see the light. Okay, and then I want to, before you say anything, I want to say that she, uh, after the see the light moment, I cut it there. Um, because that's all she says about the Supreme Court. Like, she really doesn't want to answer the question. She goes on for another couple of minutes about uh, the same stuff that she had already said about the pandemic relief and the failed administration, the failed response. And like, and, and I think it's good because what it shows me that she wants to talk about is she wants she's alluding to a relief bill. She says Republicans need to start taking this shit seriously. She's still thinking of relief bill. And so, like, that's what she's trying to get to. But, Nancy, this episode for me is about the Supreme Court, and I need you to answer that fucking question. Well, that's also what that interview is about. Like, I don't give a fuck what what they asked you on the show to talk about. Ruth Bader Ginsburg just died. One of the nine people who are yeah. uh, that are objectively more powerful than the president of the United States yeah. and, ha- and hold more sway. So that, just died. Like that's like you're gonna have to talk about it. Yeah. All, and also, I have to tell you, you should have been prepped on this for the last four years. Like right. everyone should have been, you're, yeah. but you're the leader. You're like you should. This should have been something you knew in the in your sleep of how you were going to respond if Ginsburg died. Well, and just like I don't know, I it just bugs me because it's like 
there were I just feel like there were better ways to to well, good morning is not a great one. Well, no, that was horrible. That was a horrible moment. Uh Can we start every episode now with good morning? Good morning. <laughs> long pause. Good morning. I had a band name Good Morning, Good Morning. <laughs> Just, are you sure she wasn't shouting you out? It was like, just Nancy. Yeah. Like you had to say it in her voice. Um, yeah, I don't know. That was that. I not a good look. I appreciate that she is worried about the relief bill, and I appreciate that she's worried about the budget, and I appreciate that she. Um, I guess didn't. I think that this is a moment where, like I said in the last episode, you sh- I thought that they should tie the relief bill to the government shutdown. And after it didn't happen and they cut the deal and I saw the way the proposal that the Democrats have, which puts a lot more oversight on the White House, um, I thought that, like, okay, politically this may have been the smarter move to not get republicans all riled up that they're and again i like i said before i think i don't know that you can have an election if the government is shut down so like they're probably you're probably in between a rock i mean we're we're already worried if the election is going to go well anyway because we might not have a clear winner that night we already have more people voting by there's a pandemic right certain people a certain percentage of the population doesn't want to wear masks some people are were encouraged by our president to vote twice yeah there's a lot of reasons this election might not go well i did see that in 46 states they have uh put in measures so that you can track your mail-in ballot um so i think that should make people more comfortable about some of those dumb things that have that we've talked about over uh you know the course of this year and like the bullshit for so long, whatever. Um, There are in 46 of 50 states, there are measures put into place so that you can even, so that you can track your um, mail-in Are we one? I I don't know. I didn't look it up. The story just dropped early a couple hours before we started. I would be not surprised if we were not because we are ass backwards as a state sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. But our governor just got COVID, so maybe. Maybe. Now he believes in it. <laughs> yeah, now, now it's real. That's all it took was for it to affect him personally. We just need cops to go around and beat the shit out of all these white people that don't believe in white privilege. <laughs> yeah. And hey, it affected you. <laughs> right. Now you get it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I am nervous, though. I don't think it's good that we're at this spot with Trump. I don't think we're. I don't think it's good either because I think we've we've gotten ourselves to a spot where the the Republican Senate has just gone along with the White House for so long that it's already like we've lost a check on in the three branches of government. And if you lose another check, like you only have one, and that's not a, yeah, like a balanced government. That's just a dictatorship. You can't have the fucking. Uh, legislative and executive branch just working for one another and then bring the Supreme Court into that and like that's that's dangerous shit man and the thing that bothers me about the entire thing is that like you know I've made the argument a couple of times over the few years that we've been doing this that I think that there should be age limits not term limits age limits I think that once you're 60 or 65 you don't need to be in the fucking government anymore I don't know that you don't need to be I it's an interesting conversation because I think there are people who are 80 and who are cognitively just as there as they would have been yeah, at 30 and, and their age actually their wisdom makes them more applicable but I do think there are advisors enough, like, I think we know if you look at the hard science there is a decline in m- mental 
capacity as you get older My in thing most is, people. There's a decline in the amount of time that you have left, and you should not be making decisions that will that outlast a little ageism, you. Though, I don't give it? a fuck. Fuck, maybe, maybe. fuck old people, and I'll say when I'm old. Fuck me for being old. Like we know you're listening, old Brandon. My, <laughs> we do. <laughs> But my thing, I don't think that, like, here's my problem, and the Supreme Court is a fucking great example of it. Donald Trump is 74 years old. Mitch McConnell is 78 years old. These motherfuckers are about to put a 38-year-old on the Supreme Court who will be there until, if if you're Ruth Bader Ginsburg's age, 87. That's 50 years. Those motherfuckers are gonna be dead in 20. Like, I will be picking up the pieces. My kids will be picking I mean, if, up the if pieces. If we're even still alive, we would be in our 80s, our 70s. Right. Or like, like, so my entire life will be shaped. My entire generation's life will be shaped by a direction that two old motherfuckers who didn't have any time left decided. And then it's going to be rammed through in the next, what, 35 days That's or some fucked, shit? That's fucked, man. Like, no, I'm sorry. If you have your birthday in office at 65, you can finish that term. Yeah. It's always amazing to it. me that it's someone that no one's who has never we've never heard of them they're not in the public consciousness they're not in the public eye but they're about to be appointed to the most powerful seat arguably more so than i've only seen the picture of uh amy or what's her name amy uh coney barrett coney barrett she looks Coney, like she, Coney Island Barrett. <laughs> she looks like she believes in QAnon. I mean, I don't know if you can make that that assumption, but based like, on a face, when I look at her face, I'm like QAnon. <laughs> and well, and when I look at her appointer, I'm like QAnon. Nah. Um, I don't know. I don't man. know what he sees in you, but it has me scared of what's inside you. <laughs> yeah, no shit. I don't know. I like. I don't think it's. I don't think it's good, and I think that like. We all have all been like hoping that this wouldn't happen. This is a thing that when Jim was the one who sent us uh, the the article, like when it first broke, I think like the minute it happened, we got a group text from Jim, and I remember opening it and just like my fucking heart sank into my stomach. Like I just felt like because one thing that um, that. I mean, if you've been listening to the show forever, that Mitch would only Mitch would probably uh, remember is before the show in 2015, 16, when Mitch and I were arguing every single day. Like I could never say I didn't vote for Hillary Clinton. I didn't like Hillary Clinton. Like Hillary Clinton really helped me like just be completely turned off by the Democratic Party. Um, But the one thing that I always the only positive that I could say in 15 and 16 about the Clinton campaign was that I would rather the Supreme Court's fate be in her hands uh, than Donald Trump's because I think that it's better when a court leans slightly left. Like, I think if you're going to have nine judges, like, five to four to the left is the way because, like, I just don't, like, that's the way society should run, like, a little bit to the left. Two steps to the left, one to the right. And just, yeah, and that's I don't how think, we make progress. Yeah, <laughs> I just don't think like because the because the left it has, I don't know, those social programs get eliminated. You want right. to say it's better? Or the ter- is the term you're looking for? The left is better. It is. I know I'm being unfair, but that it, it does seem like that. <laughs> it. I mean, from my perspective, I'm admittedly left, like considerably lefter since Trump. So I don't know, but I just 
like that was always a big fear of mine was this possibility that Trump could reshape the court and like because the court lasts for a long fucking time and I don't know I don't think it's a great spot to be in so I don't think we're gonna get that arrow to the liver and he's gonna stay buried in that quiver <laughs> nice you turn that into a rap uh put some put I'm some... working on a Hamilton style musical about yeah. this this period that I'll debut in 30 years so uh, I think that'll probably do us for this week. I'm excited that uh, I think I think we're gonna try to squeeze one more episode in before Jim comes back next week. Um, but Jim will be back with us soon within the hey, next new couple- dad Jim. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited about that. I wanted to get him back for get him back on for a while. So um, the return will be happening soon. And uh, until then. We are. He took a vacation at a very opportune time when she got real crazy. Wait, uh, vacation, I guess. That's the wrong word. Well, I mean, yeah. Paternity leave. Yeah. I offer that. I'm not paid, of course. Not. Well, that's why. (laughs) 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 Like, there's nothing riding on this. Um,. So, yeah, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at TDAP Dark, um, iTunes, any podcatcher. Like, subscribe, leave us a review, all that good stuff. And uh, for the first time in a long time, here it is your alternative fact of the week. Or they've Thanks. developed enough community immunity right. that they're no longer having the pandemic because they have enough immunity in New York City to actually stop. I challenge that, uh, Senator. I'm afraid, because I'm afraid I, I want, please, sir, I would like to be able to do this because this happens with Senator Rand all the time. You were not listening to what the director of the CDC said, that in New York, it's about 22%. If you believe... 22% is herd immunity. I believe you're alone in that. The Devil's Advocate podcast is a Fever Heart production. It is hosted by Brandon Condit and co-hosted by Franklin Everhart and Jim Hellman. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe and leave a review.